show brought to you by womenaboutbiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and as always bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. I trust that you had a wonderful weekend and that you got some time to spend with yourself, that you were able to do some joy pampering, that you were able to, on Sunday evening, um, look at all the activities on your calendar and make sure that they were relevant to what you wanted to accomplish for this week. So very, very excited to be with you here today on this last Monday of June 2021. And um, all this month, we have been discussing strategies to win in business, right? I've been sharing with you ladies about techniques and systems that will help you to grow your business. And of course, we must all remember that everything starts with the vision that must be written down, goal-driven, and systemized. And so today, as we end this month's theme, I'll be sharing five ways to build your business management system. Again, five ways to build your business management system. So again, this is a good time to locate your notebook, get that out, have that ready for later on in the show uh, when I share this solid information with you that you know, we'll give you some aha moments about things perhaps that you need to put in place. Also in the lineup on the show today, of course, I'll be going over the five questions of business leadership. And then I'll be reading from my book club book of the month, Success is Easy by Debbie Allen. And Debbie in her book talks about shameless, no-nonsense strategies to win in business. Today, I'm going to be reading from page 93, Shameless No-Nonsense Action Steps. Um, And so, again, these are really good action steps for you to take a look at as you prepare uh, for your success in business. Very, very excited about that. And then, of course, I'll share information about doing our last Clarity Challenge uh, session in the Women About Biz community on Facebook, so we will talk about that as well. So again, get your pen, your notepad out, get ready to take some really good notes on information that you will be able to put to use right away in your business. I see the board is filling up fast. Again, I want to welcome everyone who is here on the show today. Very, very excited about that. Um, And I'm very excited to receive a lot of the emails and texts that you ladies sent to me uh, asking questions or just giving me feedback and sharing comments. I really, really appreciate that. Please keep up with that. Love, love, love it. Uh, Also, I just want to give a shout out to all of those who have been attending our two-hour uh, our two-hour challenge where, you know, you were answering questions about what you needed to do to move your business forward. And, of course, we've been having 
um, conversations going on in the community of Women About Biz on Facebook. And so to, to tomorrow, on Tuesday, we'll mark the last Tuesday that we will go live covering this particular challenge. And so uh, if you have not already, I definitely want to encourage you to go ahead and take a look at the questionnaire for the two-hour clarity session. To do that, just simply go uh, into the Facebook community for Women About Biz. Again, that's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups with an S forward slash women about biz spelled together. And you will be able to go right into the group or you can just simply search women about biz. Make sure you choose groups and not the fan page. And when you go into groups, if you already have access to it, just go into the file section and you'll see the clarity worksheet there. If you have not joined our Facebook community, oh, what are you waiting on? Go ahead and do that. We put out great information. You'll get a chance to connect and meet other business women as well. So go ahead. Um, and visit us on the Women About Biz uh, community. And to, to join, you probably the easiest way is just really go to Facebook.com, search Women About Biz, and just ask for the, ask, ask for the invite uh, right there in the group, okay? Another way that you can do it is straight from the WomenAboutBiz.net website. You go to WomenAboutBiz, B-I-Z as in zebra.net, and then click on community, and you can sign in right there, and we will register you um, and invite you to the group as well. So, again, here we are at the end of June uh, for 2021, and, of course, we are discussing all this month's strategies to help your business grow. And last Monday, we talked about follow-up and how important follow-up was. Hopefully, you ladies took some good notes on that. If not, make sure you listen to the previous broadcast. Uh, But we talked about follow-up and how important follow-up was. But, you know, one of the first things that you've got to do in order to really practice good follow-up is to first create a follow-up system that's that's customized just for your business. That's the first thing that you have to do. And you guys probably hear me talk a lot about a lot of systems and strategies and things that need to happen. Um, And I know I mention systems all of the time, but what you have to know is that systemizing your business is really the most efficient way to be successful. It helps you stay clear it helps you stay focused, and you know what what systems you need to follow. Therefore, you can easily train others and delegate to others what you need done for your business as well. So I want you guys to keep that in mind. I also want you to take a look at it in this way as well, and that is that, hey, we, we live in a divine system, right? Um, and because we live in a divine system, the one thing that you must understand is that you want to follow the law of God's universe. If he has created systems and we ourselves, our whole human bodies 
work off of a system, what makes us think that we don't need a system when it comes to being successful in business? No, you need to follow the pattern of what has been successful uh, way before you got here, right? And you need to follow the pattern of systemizing everything. It is going to definitely pay off and help you to be a better business owner. So I want you guys to definitely think about that and understand and know how important it is for you to sit down and plan. As a matter of fact, I want to just, you know, take a few minutes to share with you some of the things that you need to be doing as the CEO owner of your business, right? The first thing you need to be doing every single day is carving that time out for yourself in the morning where you are reflecting and where you are looking at what you're going to be doing for the day. The second thing that I think is very, very important that a CEO needs to look at is you need to be making sure that you identify at least one or two days a week where you're doing nothing but planning your business, that you're looking on your business. You have a bird's eye view for your business, and I think that's very key, and a lot of the times people don't do that, and as a result, they, again, are unclear. They don't know what they're doing one month to the other, and that's no way to run a business. The third thing I think that's very important as you're looking at being the CEO of your business, I think it's key that you always go back and be willing to tweak your vision, right? Because what you see and want to experience for your business when you first start it, it may not exactly be the same thing, and you want to tweak that so that you can make sure that you're in harmony with your own vision for yourself, and I think that's, that's most important. Um, the other thing that I think is key, number four, for being the CEO in your business is I think you've got to have a really good daily management system. And we're going to talk about uh, five ways to build um, your management system, but I want you to know and understand that daily management is very key when you're talking about trying to accomplish your goals. You've got to understand and know what you need to be doing in order for, for that daily management to occur and in order for your, your daily workflow system to actually happen. And so, again, I'm going to give you five ways later on to build your management system. Um, one of the things also that I want to remind all of you on as well is that I find that a lot of business women uh, really have an, an issue with understanding what their role is. And you ladies know all last year I really talked a lot about coming up with a position description for who you should be as the CEO of your business. Have you done that yet? All you need to do, if you're unclear, just sit down and ask yourself this question. If somebody had to take over my position of what I'm doing right now, what would they be doing, first of all, okay? The second thing is, what would I expect of that individual to, to give me? What would I want them to give me in order for me to feel comfortable and know that they are running my business properly, right? Um, I think that's very key. A lot of the times, I find all too often um, 
that a lot of CEOs, a lot of business owners, women, and we're talking about people that are primarily solo entrepreneurs, I find that they are unclear on their position and what they are supposed to be doing. And so these, we're talking about first-level clarity. We're talking about the foundation of everything for yourself as the CEO. So if you have not, I want you to write your position description as CEO. And I, I want you to be able to put your hands on it, have it printed out where you can actually physically look at it and be able to know these are the things that I want to do. This is what my position and my responsibilities are. Why? Because if you set aside two planning days for yourself, what are you going to do unless you have created a system or, or you have a position that tells you what you should be doing? These are the things I need to check on. This is what I must have a bird's eye view of. Again, and for those of you who are not familiar with the term bird's eye view, bird's eye view really is a management term, and, and it means to be able to watch over objectively, to be able to look at uh, something in an overview fashion um, so that you can actually see it, so you know how to make moves. If you think about a bird, for example, a bird is flying and has a broad view, so when they're out hunting for food and looking for food, they are easily able to identify and see where the food is located because they have a bird's eye view, an overall view of everything. And I can tell you right now, it is, it is virtually impossible to work on the inside of your business from a laborer standpoint and have a bird's eye view. It's, a, it's almost impossible because when you're in the laborer role, when you're thinking about the laborer role, in your mind, you're only focused on that. You're not focused on third quarter earnings. You're not focused on new new um new services or new products that you want to have for your business. And so, again, having that bird's eye view as a CEO is pivotal. It is key, especially if you want clarity in your business. So, again, um, I want to encourage you guys to do that, okay? Um, I also want you guys, as a, as, as a last part of, of me sharing these ways to really hone in and become the CEO for your business, I really want you guys to also take a look at what it is that you really need to be delegating in your business because oftentimes we don't delegate enough, Right. Um, we don't look at hiring other services or contracting other services to handle certain parts of our business, but this is very, very important. And delegation is all a part of the growth process of every of every business. So if you're not if you're not delegating and you're trying to keep everything on your own and trying and thinking, continuously convincing yourself that you can do everything on your own, then guess what's going to happen? Nothing, right? It causes procrastination. It causes you to, to, to lose focus. And you don't give any one part of your business the attention that it needs. So delegation is very, very key when it comes to being a good CEO. And again, you've got to be able to have that bird's eye view, that overview of your company in order to know what you want. So I'm challenging all of you who are listening to the show today to go ahead and make sure that you have developed um, a position description for yourself as the CEO. As a matter of fact, 
really shouldn't even be moving on further with your business if you don't have a position description for yourself. Why? It's because you don't know who you are and what you're supposed to be doing in your business. You don't have anything written down. Um, And how, if something happened to you, how are you going to easily define what someone should be doing as they take over for you in the business? How, How do you know what reports they should be providing to you? Because you never wrote a position description. And let me tell you something. As a CEO, you always have to be equipped and ready for changes, emergencies, and challenges, and things that come up and and getting your way. You always have to be ready for that. That's a part of you being a savvy business woman, being in the know, and, and ready for the changes, ready to make things happen at any given time. So again, Put your big girl panties on, write your position description. Let's get ready to roll with that because it's so very, very important. At this time, I want to go ahead and go into, um, you know, our five leadership, uh, five areas of leadership. We call it five questions of business leadership. And uh, this was developed initially uh, so that, you could hone in on the skills you needed to be a good CEO for your business, strengthen yourself. And it was also developed for you to ask these questions of yourself as often as you needed to so that you could really move forward in making some things happen. And so, again, um, I want to uh, just really encourage you, if you have not already, I want to encourage you to write these questions down as I read them out so that you will be able to ask them of yourself as often as necessary. Here's question number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? What beliefs and habits do you need to support your vision and your goals? Uh, are you doing morning personal development? Are you are you really carving out that first time, those first hours, or that first uh, those first forty five minutes to an hour for yourself for meditation, morning personal development? Um, also, I want to encourage you as you prepare your mindset for greatness. It's not only to listen and, and practice the affirmation of others, but to create affirmations that are customized and personal to you as well. Here's number two: Are your beliefs in alignment with your vision and your goals? Okay, you got to really think about that. This is a real deep question, and it really causes you to sit down and ponder and dig deep into how you are feeling, okay? Um, You know, again, are your beliefs in alignment with your vision and your goals? And then number three, what do you want to accomplish by this Friday? Now, this question is basically saying that you should have goals in mind of what you want to see having been accomplished by the end of the week. You want to be able to to really know that you're doing something, that what you're doing counts, right? And out of that, there are three things that you always want to put yourself in check in, and that is you want to take a look at your uh, marketing. You want to take a look at the number of leads you have coming into your business, and you want to take a look at what your sales goal really is for the week or what that amount of money is. Now, most business owners, and they should do this, most business owners do what's called an annual strategic uh, business plan. And really what that's for is to create an annual strategy 
of what are the goals you want to accomplish for that year, what is it going to take to accomplish those goals, so that means actually listing out all the tasks for those goals, what are some of the challenges you see, how will you overcome them, how much money do you want to bring in for the year, and you're looking at your marketing system and making sure that it can handle the load of what you are wanting to accomplish. Then you break everything down into quarters. You prioritize which goals you'll be handling first. You break that down into quarters, and quarters are broken down into weeks, and weeks are, are then quarters are broken down into months, and then months are broken down into weeks, thereby allowing you to know what you should be prioritizing and focusing on for the week, and they're all contributing to the overall annual goals that you're saying that you want to have accomplished by year end. And so, again, I definitely um, – I definitely want you guys to I definitely want you guys to be uh, thinking on this. I definitely want you to be clear on your weekly goals. Very, very important. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on now as we look at ways to um, you know really get into your business leadership and we look at those questions that are going to help you um, number four is how can i be an asset to my business again being an asset to your business really should be the first thing on your mind as a business owner you want to be a, a quality ceo you want to be a ceo that is really there for your business representing your business at all times and so no better way to do that than to look at how how you could be a better asset. Here are some sub questions that might help you to come to terms with that. Uh, am I being a good ambassador? You know, am I letting everybody know who I am, what I do, what my business is all about? Am I spreading goodwill? Uh, uh, am I seeking out new collaborations, right? Am I looking at ways I can grow my business by collaborating with others? Perhaps you can collaborate on a, uh, an event, uh, a workshop, a webinar, uh, perhaps the two of you can piggyback off of each other's services and talk about different ways to grow and help each other to grow. Um, but that won't get started unless you are willing to become that asset that your business needs. And then uh, lastly, in being an asset for your business, ask yourself, you know, am I leading my power team? A power team is basically a group of contractors or individuals that you have brought on board to help you shorten your learning curve and get things moving fast. Uh, and if you don't have a power team, then a lot of the times this is where you'll find yourself getting stuck and you'll find yourself not being able to do a lot of things that are important to you. Uh, and lastly, number five in the five questions of business leadership, am I investing in myself and my business? You really want to take a look at these three core areas as you look at investing your money and your time. Your health and wellness is one area that you definitely want to be on your P's and Q's for. Uh, you want to make sure that you, that you have the energy, that you have um, the physical strength to really move forward in running your business. And then marketing and advertising, you, you definitely want to set a marketing and advertising budget. You want to really have a monetary amount that you're willing to market your business on the Internet for every month. And then personal development and coaching uh, is important. 
to have someone to be right there holding your hand, someone that you can brainstorm with, bounce ideas off of, but someone who also has experience. They've been there, done that. They they are accomplishing a six-figure income every year, and they can you can um, follow them and follow their lead by example. And so again, this is very very important as well. So if you hadn't thought about ways to invest in yourself and your business. Those are the three core areas that I'd really like for you to pay attention in. And so there you have it, five questions of business leadership. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goals? What do I want to accomplish by this Friday? How can I be an asset to my business? And lastly, number five, am I investing in myself and my business? Okay, Uh, so this is very, very important. And so, again, I want you guys to be thinking on these things. It is 1224 after the hour. And for those of you that are new to the show, I want to just quickly share with you what Successful Woman Radio is all about. And that is we are about providing you, the woman in business, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. Now, mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern and be empowered with information that you can put to use right away every day in your business. Now, you can listen to Successful Woman Radio previously broadcasted shows by going to womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on um, podcast and you will be able to See the podcast player right there on your right-hand side and listen to the shows. You can do that whether you're listening from your phone, your iPad, notepad, or if you're listening from your desktop laptop. So you can do that either way, okay? Um, You can also uh, have Successful Woman Radio at your fingertips on your phone. Uh, If you have an iPhone, you can pull up um, podcasts on your iPhone do a search for Successful Woman Radio, and then mark that as your favorite, and that way you'll have it at your fingertips, right? Previously broadcasted shows. And if you have an Android-based phone, then you can look up the app Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, again, S. T as in Tom, I-T as in Tom, C-H-E-R, and then you can look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, mark it as your favorite, and of course, it will be there for you, all previous broadcasted shows um, for you to listen to. So again, those are some easy ways to stay connected to us. Uh, And of course, a lot of people tell me it's nothing like listening to the show live. It helps them to stay committed. They mark it in their calendar, uh, and they are able to get a lot from the live version of the show. And so if you're that type of person, certainly uh, we are here live for you um, every week, Mondays, 12 p.m. Eastern time, rain, shine, snow, 
um, or whether it's a holiday or not, we want to make sure that we are preparing for you. I want to go ahead and go right into talking a little bit about our two-hour clarity challenge. For those of you that are participating, thank you so very, very much. Uh, Again, this is a challenge that is happening in the Women About Biz Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Women About Biz Facebook group, please go ahead and and ask for access. Um, Just search Women About Biz in Facebook. It'll bring up two search results. It'll bring up our fan page and our group. Make sure that you like our fan page and ask for access into the group, and we'll make that happen for you. So what was the two-hour clarity challenge all about, and why why is it that we were so excited about it? Well, here's the thing. Here we are halfway through 2021, and I wanted to make sure that all of you, as many people as possible, are aware that we're halfway through the year and how easy it is to set goals, how easy it is to want certain things to happen for your business, and yet it has not happened, yet it's not been accomplished, yet you are still not planning on for it properly, and so therefore things are not moving the way you want. And of course, all of this results in you not having the money coming and flowing in your business that you would like to, right? So that's the two-hour clarity challenge asks you some important questions and and challenges you to take two hours of your time to dedicate to answering the clarity challenge questions and then participating in the challenge discussions, right, that we have within the Women About Biz group. So it's every Tuesday at 1230. And of course, um, you can listen to it just by going into the Facebook group. I'll go live and be able to work with you know, um, any questions that people may have, any comments that people want to add to the to the challenge discussions, of course, you are welcome to do so. So again, I'm very, very excited about uh, the Clarity Challenge, and hopefully it will get you to think about how important it is to stay on top of your business and to stay within the CEO role and exactly how important that really, really is. Uh, I'm going to go ahead right now and go right into reading an excerpt from our book club, Book of the Month, Success is Easy, Shameless, No-Nonsense Strategies to Win in Business. Um, I, When I started reading this book, I couldn't stop uh, reading it. I, I actually read the whole book in its entirety, <clears throat> and that is about 280 pages. I read the whole book. I think I started like around nine in the evening and it wasn't until four or five in the morning. I couldn't put the book down because um, the principles, what the book was talking about, shameless success and how important it is to really be be bold and be courageous and to really go after what you want. It all um, really personified itself right in this book. And a lot of the things that I believe in and teach, the principles that I teach, I saw these same principles being taught in this book. And I said to myself, here is a woman that is all about business and she definitely knows and has experienced some things in order to talk about success 
in this manner. And I'm talking about the author of the book, Debbie Allen. Now, Debbie was unable to be on the show this month, but she's coming to be on the show in July. So stay tuned for that. Very excited about having this accomplished businesswoman um, to be on the show. Very honored that she accepted my invitation. So again, she's going to be on the show uh, coming up in July. So stay tuned for announcements and information on the Women About Biz net website. So I'm going to be reading for you from, I'm trying, I was going to read from one section, shameless, no nonsense action steps, but I think what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to read on starting at page 90, ask for more business. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read from that point on and then go into action steps. So here we go. Ask for more business. Most people don't feel comfortable asking for more business from existing clients because asking is intimidating, but not asking for more business from customers who already trust and value your services is very costly because it's easier to get repeat business from existing customers than it is to chase after new prospects. Think about what other products or services you could offer to your customers and ask for more business. When your customers enjoy doing business with you, you will get more referrals to their friends, family, and business associates. To gain more customer referrals, ask. It should be easy to ask for a referral after you've delivered great service. Asking doesn't mean you are taking advantage of your customers. It means you are supporting the customer's success or happiness. You can reward customers for referring others by creating a customer referral reward program, for example, offering like a cashback or a gift reward for a direct customer referral, or perhaps customers compliment you on your business or service. That is the perfect time to ask for a personal testimonial for your, for example, respond to the compliment with thank you so much. A wonderful compliment like that can help more people like you get the same great value. Would you mind if I shared your compliment in the form of a testimonial? Most people will gladly agree to share. Next, put the testimonial in writing or better yet, pull out your phone and ask to record it on video. Video testimonials are often even more powerful than written ones when used in online marketing. She says, ask for the sale. The author goes on to say that one of the most challenging ways of asking for business is asking for the sale. Too many people are afraid of this. If this sounds like you, learn to get over it fast. Not asking people to invest with you and your services will keep you poor. To succeed at anything, learn how to ask for the sale. One of the best ways to get better at this is to start investing in yourself first. Think about it. How can you expect someone to invest in you if you aren't willing to invest in yourself? For example, before I could feel comfortable asking someone to make a big investment in my business consulting services, I made a big investment in myself. After making my first $20,000 investment in my business education, I felt even stronger about the value I had to offer. I believed what I offered was worth much more than what I had invested in. But investing that money is what got me to think differently in the first place. It made a huge boost in my confidence and made me more comfortable 
asking others to invest in me. Business started flowing to me much more easily, and I raised my fees and started to ask for the sale more often. This dramatically increased my success, my sales success, and my income. Another way to get more comfortable asking for the sale is to start asking smarter, more meaningful questions. Ask open-ended questions and listen closely to how your prospects answer. Consider what they need and want the most. Keep in mind what's most important for them when deciding to invest. Use follow-up questions to clarify their needs, such as, would you please tell me more about or how will that work best for you? When it comes to asking for money, you need to be more direct with your questions, such as, how would you like to move forward or would you like to invest in? People don't like to be sold to, but they do want to invest in people who give them great value and ask questions that matter to them. Asking the right questions in advance will always help close more sales. And then she says, never meet a prospect cold. Always ask prospects to give answers to focus questions before you talk in person or by phone. This gives you time to do some research in advance, which helps you to stay on point and save time. Then schedule a specific amount of time for the meeting or call. Once the prospect is supported with advice for approximately 20 to 30 minutes, you can feel comfortable asking for the sale. For example, ask the prospect to complete a pre-call questionnaire. It's easy to create question and answer forms with an online service. If you've done a good job asking the right questions and staying on point, it should be an easy ask. When it comes to asking for the sale, one size doesn't fit all, she says. Although they often elicit similar responses, you're dealing with different people who may communicate differently. So this is why asking for the sale is a learned skill and somewhat of an art form. When communicating with prospects, be sure to pay close attention to what is and isn't working in the conversation. When you observe the prospect's reactions and your own, you'll begin to learn how to better ask for the sale. Always ask your prospect if it's okay with them to record the phone call so that you can capture all of the information discussed on the call. You can only recall, record the call if they agree in advance. And I think this is something that we all have to be aware of. You can't just press the record button and not let someone know, is it okay if I go ahead and record this and I'll make sure you have a copy, okay? And then she left shameless, no-nonsense action steps and affirmation. And this is what I want you guys to take note of, starting on page 93. Success is an easy affirmation. Say it, believe it, and own it. Success comes easy to me because I have the skill of asking for what I want and need. Again, this is an affirmation that she's saying, success comes easy to me because I have the skill asking for what I want and need. She says, number one, ask even when it might feel uncomfortable. When you continue to ask, you will create some life-changing, successful results. Asking is the simplest, most efficient, and most rewarding action you can take when it comes to achieving success. Number two, ask respectfully. Appreciate the value of the people you're surrounding yourself with and don't become an ask whole. Oh, I like that one. 
Asking for help shows others you trust their concepts and believe in their competence, especially when you take action to implement the ideas that they have shared. Number three, she says, decide to make asking a new success habit. Deciding to ask is making a choice. When your ask is, t- is tied to goal setting, you're simply asking for guidance to support your success. And then number four, ask for more business. When customers enjoy doing business with you, it's natural for them to want to refer friends, family, and business associates. Ask for referrals for services or products. You can't afford to sit back and overanalyze details of your ask or make excuses why they may say no. While asking for help may appear challenging at times, it will also make you stronger, more successful, and more confident. Asking, she says, is a brave act, especially when it's a big ask. When you learn to ask bravely without worrying about getting turned down, it may result in amazing results and rewards. And lastly, she says, ask for the sale. Getting comfortable with directly asking for the sale at the right time will help you close more sales and create more income. Not asking people to invest with you and your services will keep you from achieving the success you deserve. To succeed at anything, you must learn how to ask for the sale. Don't make me come over there, she says, and kick you in your ask. I think that's really cute. Okay, so she's talking a lot about asking for the sale and how we have to get over that. And this is something that I think a lot of business women have had issues with for a very, very long time. And as a result of women having an issue with asking for the sale, I know that women are having other issues that are surrounded around business as well. If you're not asking for the sale, you may not even have a marketing um, strategy in place. And if you don't have a marketing strategy in place, you might not even be clear on your role as the CEO in your business. And if you're not clear on your role as the CEO in, in your business, then that tells me you're not leading your business in the direction for it to grow successfully, that it's not getting the right nourishment, okay? And so we must take all of these things into consideration, which is so very, very important. And so lastly today, I want to go right into five ways to build your business management system. All this month, I've seen has been strategies to help your business grow. Um, And so with that, with those strategies, we've talked about follow-up, we've talked about content for your business, we've talked about a lot of different things over this last few Mondays. And so I want to round it off, okay? I want to round it off with these five suggestions to consider when building your overall business management system, because you do have to have one. And don't forget, for anything to function and work properly within your business, it always has to be systemized, right? There, it, always ha- it always has to have a system. If you are answering the phones and you have a receptionist, you have to have a communication system. How do you want your phones answered? You know, um, what are the directions for your receptionist? If you have people doing the sales for you, uh, then what are you, what's your sales system and what is it that they need to learn and what sales goals have you set for your sales team? I mean, everything literally runs in a system. However, everything really, really 
get started by your daily workflow, your daily operations, and making sure that you have an overall management system that is planted firmly. And so I want to give you these five ways to build your business management system, right? And um, I have many ways, but I'm choosing what I would consider some of the top five. And so here they go. First and foremost, okay, first and foremost, You know, I've talked about having a clear picture of your personal and business vision, right? But your business is a conduit or or a way to help you accomplish accomplish your goals and financially support your personal vision, right? There's a reason why you're working hard. There's a reason why you're in business. And most often, the most common of those reasons is often because there's some things that you want. Uh, in your personal life that you want to accomplish in your personal life. And those things require an income. They require money. And so as a result, you've created a business doing something that you perhaps like to do, something that you can be passionate about. And in exchange for providing quality products or service, you get money. And what you do with that money, you take some and you fold it back into the business to keep it growing, and then some you pay yourself in a salary. And, of course, that money allows you to then accomplish many of your personal goals. And so I can't talk enough about the importance of making sure that you have a clear picture of both a personal vision, where you want yourself to go, uh, what your family goals might be, and then your business vision. Now, why is that? Because You want to make sure that your visions are in alignment. There's nothing like trying to work towards a business vision to help supply your personal vision, but the visions are not in alignment because naturally what happens is that you uh, run into some bumps in the road and you you can't figure out why things aren't working, but oftentimes it's because your your visions that you set for yourself personal and business-wise are possibly clashing or they're not working in harmony together. And trust me, they really should work in harmony together. Um, here's here's the next thing. The second thing that I think is very important in the five ways to build your management system is that you need to be identifying your business goals each year to support your vision, right? Um, I can't talk about that enough, but listen, you guys have to understand the hierarchy of goal setting. It is Im- important. It is one of the most key factors in helping you to create your success. And you've got to understand what it is. And so, again, I want to encourage you that if you have not already, you simply must, okay, identify your goals for the rest of this year. What do you want to basically accomplish? Well, most of the time you should have identified your goals for the year, and so you should be halfway through with accomplishing your goals. But we all know that's not how it always how it always turns out. We're going to have bumps in the road. We're going to have challenges, and we have to reset, keep moving, make changes that are vital to our success, right? So again, your goals are best planned out on an annual basis because it gives you more leverage and allows you to properly plan on a quarterly basis. Knowing what your life and your business visions are make it easy to identify those goals. And of course, when you have goals, you need to understand the hierarchy of your goals, right? Which is, you know, um, your goals are supporting your vision and your tasks or to-do items 
are the are the flames that help support your goals, which is so very, very important. So I want to keep you guys um, in tune to that, right? Um, the other thing that I, I want you to do is it's important for you to create a daily workflow system. A daily workflow system, I used to call it daily operations, but I, I like to call it workflow because I want you to think about all of the things you have to do continuously in a continual movement. They are moving forward. They are flowing, right? Whether you run your business full-time or part-time, you must develop a consistent workflow system. Um, and a, your workflow will oftentimes depend on how you service your clients or process your customers' orders. For example, you might see clients three days a week and leave two days for marketing and administrative work. Another example would be to make and process product orders four days per week and attend networking events on, for example, Tuesday and Thursday evenings and leave one full day for administrative work. So you have to determine what your daily workflow is going to be. And this is especially true if you are a solo entrepreneur, meaning it's just you, you, and you, right? In the business, you have to make sure that you are properly managing your time and that things are flowing, moving I can't talk about that or enough. That's so very, very important, okay? Uh, another thing that I think in building your business is that you really need to make sure that you have a really good business planner and time management system. Now, the two are not always the same. So I want to share with you guys exactly, well, how do I plan out my business and what do I do? Okay, so I have my main calendar. My main calendar is the one thing that comes through to me on my phone or whether I'm using my iPad or notepad, it comes right to me. And wherever I make changes, whatever um, system I'm using, whether it's on my phone, my notepad, iPad, or my laptop, whatever I'm using, wherever I make the changes, I can pick up another uh, of my systems and it's the same thing is going to be on it. And so I have one primary main calendar, okay? However, I'm the type of person that I need to write and plan out what I'm doing. And, and so, therefore, in addition to my calendar system, I have a planner. Now, I just recently went digital with my planning, uh, digital means that I adopted a system um, for my notepad system called GoodNotes. GoodNotes, I really like it. It allows me to use uh, my I, my Apple Pencil and basically be able to handwrite notes. And I did that because I have a goal of eliminating a lot of paper that tends to pile up as I am writing my notes, but it makes it difficult for me to find certain notes that are important to me because Throughout the week, I've stacked paper on top of paper, and so as a result, it doesn't help me. It's not efficient. And so I switched to this system so that I could become more sufficient and efficient. So if I am talking to a client and I'm handwriting notes, or if I am writing notes to plan out my business, they're all right there in my iPad, and I am able to then transfer them over, and I've got it compartmentalized. Um, business notes, 
ideas, brainstorm ideas that I have, client session notes. So I have it all compartmentalized right here on my iPad, and I really, really love it. Uh, and again, it really helps me. Now, this is what I am doing because I am always seeking to become more organized, more structured, more efficient on what I am doing in business because I know the more efficient I am, the more structured I am, the more clarity I seem to have when it comes to knowing what needs to be done, okay? And it also allows me to have that bird's eye overview that I am talking about. So, so very, very important. So again, I think it's very key that you guys have a really good time management planner uh, and planning system. Now, if you don't go digital with your planner, um, a planner is basically just a, a, a notepad, right? Uh, but it's dedicated to you writing all your plans and your notes and um, your to-do items and different things that need to get done. Um, but your calendar, your digital calendar, which should be online, for example, most people have Google Calendar, that is where you actually start implementing and plotting out all of the things that need to ha happen in your business each week. So again, I use a combination of my planning notes and my calendar to keep me straight. Now, I have other calendars in my digital system in Google Calendar that allow me to have a calendar for content, and I have a calendar for um, Successful Woman Radio for my, my monthly themes or whether I'm inviting a guest. So I have cal separate calendars for that, but they all pour into my master calendar. But when I just want to see what my calendar is looking like for content, I can go to just that calendar. Or when I want to see what my calendar is looking like for Successful Woman Radio, I can just go to that calendar. But at the end of the day, the goal is, is to only function and work off of one calendar. Uh, another idea might be if you have children and you have to, your activity calendar is really important, then you can have an activity calendar in, your, in the same Google account. So when we're talking about calendars, we're not talking about five, five or six different separate accounts. We're talking about the same Google account, your same Google calendar account, and that calendar account allows you to have other calendars, sub-calendars, uh, that you can create to keep up with information relevant to a particular topic, subject, or um plan activity. So again, if you have kids, you can create an activity calendar. If you um, want to have a separate content calendar, you can create your content calendar. And all of these calendars can be pouring into your main master calendar, or you don't have to have them pouring into the main master calendar. It's up to you of how you want to use those calendars. At the end of the day, your master calendar rules, right? It is the primary calendar that you can see when you look at your phone or when you look at your iPad notepad or when you look at your desktop laptop, right? It's the main calendar that you actually see. And having a good planning system, having a good time management um, system is of the utmost importance. I can't tell you uh, how important that actually is. And then last but not least, I think it's important for you um, as you are looking at building your management system, it's important for you to have a power team. I don't care how small your business is. Um, you need to have a power team of people that are available to help you when you need it. And when this doesn't happen, 
you start playing that long ranger game where it's just you, you, and you, and you will get very cloudy in your decision-making skills. You get cloudy on the direction you should be going because, because you're not allowing others to help you. So the big thing here, the big lessons learned that I have had in business is that you may be a solo entrepreneur. You may be um, one person, but it doesn't mean that you are alone. You're not alone in running your business. There are many people out there with many talents that can be helping you if you just open up and allow them to help you and stop trying to do everything yourself. Stop trying to be so controlled. Stop trying to worry about what people are going to think about you or stop worrying about that you haven't completed a project on time or or that you only have a piece of the work left and you're trying to make everything perfect before you allow people in. And that just does not work. Okay, that does not work. You've got to keep your keep it up front and real with yourself. And and people have to meet you where you are. That's how you get help. If you're trying to be perfect when you're not perfect, no one is. And and you and you're trying to prepare in a certain way, then what happens is that you end up falling further behind, not getting things done, not accomplish your goals. And of course, not accomplishing your goals turns into no money in your checking account. So you have got to change things around oftentimes if that's happening to you and you're not getting the results that you want. You've got to change things around and you've got to make a decision that it's time for you to become an asset to your business, not a hindrance. It's time for you to become the CEO that your business needs. That's so very, very important. And that's what I desire. I want to be the I, I want to be what my business needs me to be. I don't want to be what I want to be for my business. But I want it the other way around. What what does my business need in order to be a successful business? What do I need to start doing? And if I'm unwilling to do that, then I need to move out of the way and get someone in here who can do it for me. Um, this is why a lot of the times we see and hear about board of directors removing someone that was the founder of the business and replacing them with someone else is because they've, start, they've started babying the business and babying the business is holding on so tight that they can't, they're not letting the business grow. Um, they want to have their hands on every single thing. They don't want to take anybody else's suggestion or ideas. Um, And so, again, the board of directors may feel that that person needs to be replaced because they are so close to the business uh, that the business can't grow. it, It is stagnating, right? Now, there are some rare cases where a board of directors makes wrong decisions, right? They made a wrong decision, for example, when Steve Jobs was um, president and CEO of Apple Computer. They removed Steve from being the CEO, even though he was the founder. It was a poor decision. And, of course, when he came back that second time, he took Apple to a whole nother level. And I think in this case, it was just the fact that the board of directors, Steve, he failed to get the board of directors to buy into the vision of where Apple computers was going because he had his head so far into another area of the company that they were not seeing his vision, and so therefore they felt the disconnect there. Um, but in most cases, when a board of directors remove a CEO, they usually have good, valid reason. The, the uh, numbers are going down, um, less revenue streams, 
Um, no new products or services are coming out. There's a stagnation going on in the business, and the CEO founder just doesn't want to let the business grow. And so, again, um, I want, I'm pointing those things out to you because as you are small business owners right now, it doesn't mean that you have to be small forever. It doesn't mean that you are small uh, in thought. It doesn't mean that you are small indeed and in taking action for your business. No, you want to create a successful business that thrives. And the only way it's going to do that is for you to continuously work on strategies that are going to help to grow your business and for you to become the CEO that your business needs. So I hope that you guys enjoyed the five ways to build your management system and that you will put in place for yourself. This is Trina Newby, CEO and founder of Women About Biz and your business success coach, uh, hoping that you have a beautiful and productive week this week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.